Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Faith, Family, and Wrestling. I am the host with the most Buckeye pride right now, man. Um, I actually, Joe, got to do something really awesome. Um, well, and my name's Joey, by the way. But I got to do something really awesome this past week. I actually got to go to the Big Ten tournament and watch two of the basketball games. And I uh, got to be a part of the first Ohio State basketball game since 2020 uh, to be able to actually sit and watch a game in person live. So that was really awesome. Um, it was a really cool experience. But as we did that, Joe and I have been talking. And uh, I, before I go, Joe, introduce yourself. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Matthews. I am one half of the Faith Family Wrestling Podcast and also one half of the Hard Knocks Wrestling Commentary Team which can be found on YouTube and new episodes, new matches premiere every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. And go give it a like, comment on the matches, look up the trailer king. He's my favorite. And um, cheap plug right there. Woo. Mick Foliot, you know, get the cheap pop. <laughs> and um, outside of that, I'm a husband, a father, uh, do a ton of work with kids and youth and community. And I love doing this podcast. And one of the things with it being the month of March and March Madness and everyone does brackets and everything else and all the tournaments, the other big part of it is too, is it's also Women's History Month. And last week was uh, Women's Appreciation Day. And so what we wanted to do was kind of bring a focal point for the rest of the month to women's wrestling. And... The way we're going to do that is we're doing this tournament and we're letting you guys decide who the greatest female wrestler of all time is. You see, there's a bracket up behind me. It's empty. We're going to fill it up today. But uh, each day we're going to have people vote. And uh, we'll put it out on our Facebook page. If you share it, you share it. We'll look for all the shares and see who comments and uh, who, we, who all is voted for. But we are going to have two sides of the bracket. One side is the international side, and the other side is the American side. And so what we're going to do with the international and the American side is we have got wrestlers, female wrestlers, who, are, who have wrestled, inter, or not wrestled internationally, but were born internationally, uh, born in other countries. And then we have wrestlers who were born in America. But you know what? Let's, let's dive into this. So here's how we're going to do this. Joe and I, we decided we would pick out the women, we've got 16 women for the American side and 16 women for the international side. And uh, there may be some women on here that you don't agree with, so don't vote for them. Um, and there may be some women that we left off. Actually, there is one woman that we left off. Uh, Joe and I had been working on this bracket and coming up with stuff. And uh, <laughs> there's a specific woman that we sat back and went, oh man, we totally forgot. We put a lot of prep stuff into all this stuff and made little props and yeah. everything. So we're like, well, we're not putting her in now. So we do apologize. We're going to put it out there right now. Moolah, it, the fabulous Moolah is not on this list. And it's one of those things that when we were going over it right before we started, just like, wait a minute, how did we forget the fabulous Moolah? So um, error of omission, one of those things that is, it's – so much right in front of you you just actually missed it and i'm i'm fairly embarrassed by, yeah. by that yeah but 
it is what it is. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to, I've got my giant head here and uh, we're going to start with the international side. So we'll start with the international side. I've got all these women right here. Going to put them in there, mix it all up. And for the first round and the first match on the international side, we have Paige. Paige. Yes. So, I mean, everybody should know who Paige is through either through her movie that they just did, you know, uh, Fighting with the Family of the Rock just did, but the two-time and at the time the youngest WWE Divas champion. I think she still is the youngest ever WWE Divas champion. Well, they don't yeah. have the Divas title anymore, so obviously she is. Um, she was also the inaugural NXT champion. She held that, champ that title for 301 days. And she's also the only woman to ever hold both the Divas title and the NXT women's title at the same time. And even though her, her main event roster was short, when you really look at it, I think she was only up like two and a half, maybe three years. Her impact on the business as far as um, the women's revolution, which we keep talking about, you know, she came in right, right after AJ Lee and definitely started changing the business when yeah. uh, when she got on the scene yeah yeah and and even with like she still pushed through and even still makes a difference even though she's not wrestling um and uses her her voice and her talent um yeah i she's a good one but let's see who she's going against <laughs> natalia oh, that's hilarious um so yeah Natalia Neidhart, daughter of the, the great, late, great Jim the Anvil Neidhart, one half of the greatest tag teams ever, you know, the Hart Foundation, uh, female wrestler trained in the Hart Dungeon, and she does not get enough credit for her ability. She's one of the smoothest working women in the ring. Um, very, I don't, I don't think she's ever been injured. I can't remember, recall her having a major in injury, no. but just her, her work rate is great you know her and beth phoenix you know she came in alongside beth phoenix you know way back in the day yeah like a long time ago um but yeah natalia neidhart you know uh been what women's champion the uh she was never nxt champion so that was way after her time no but, but she was divas champion yeah she was divas champion she's been um i believe smackdown's woman champion at one point in time i think she beat naomi for it and yes. yeah and just a super, super solid wrestler. And I will say this, I'm starting to dig the gimmick that they put, or the tag team of Natalia and, um, oh my gosh, I just drew a blank. Not Naya, the other Samoan um, oh, cousin. Uh, um, yeah, no, I know who you're saying. I had her name right before I said it, and now I cannot remember it. but. They're coming out matching gear. They just had an excellent match um, on TV on Monday Night Raw. So yeah, Tamina. Uh, Tamina, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing I've I've enjoyed, and this is why I think for me, why she's definitely in this bracket, is because she's she was really really good, and she went through, and everyone knows you had the fart thing happen. And then she became the crazy cat lady. But 
with Tamina, she's coming back and reestablish. Like she is pushed through. Um, yeah. Even bad gimmicks and bad writing, she stayed with it and didn't give up. So I give her credit. Like you said, it's very easy to get buried over on American TV. And she is pushing back through and trying to get out of that barrier. Um, yeah. All right. Now, and, and the fact that she's she's kind of the gatekeeper too. Like, if she can have, if a new person can come in and has a great match with Natalia, then you know she. Can, if if they can go move for move with Natalia, that you know that they can stay in the WWE. Yeah. You oh know? yeah. Next one. Chigusa Nagayo. <laughs> so we did our homework. I mean, we, we researched this a lot to try to find as many um, female wrestlers from around the world, just not just to be like, oh, who's the top, you know, greatest in WWE history. So Shigusa Nagayo, she's a multi-time all Japan women's pro wrestling and Gaia Japan champion. She's a singles champion, a women's tag champion. Um, She's considered one of the biggest TV ratings draws in the history of, of pro wrestling, not just Japanese pro wrestling, but all of pro wrestling. And one of the biggest draws, again, of, of world's women's wrestling um, to date. And she's actually, what, one half of the Crush Gals? And yeah. there was a match here. I'm I, trying to look at my notes. Oh, so if you want to really know who she is, if you want one match to watch, Go watch her match versus Dump Matsumoto, which I believe was like a hair versus hair match or, or some gimmick like that. But it's considered one of the greatest matches of all time. Um, I was reading about her today. I'm actually going to look up this match when we get done here because I've seen nothing but great comments about this match. So, yeah, Chigusa, Chigusa Nagayo. Yeah, <laughs> and she's one. she is physical. Um, yes. Actually, the one thing you'll notice, we have several uh, Japanese wrestlers, female wrestlers on this list. They are, like, they're rough. They're tough. Uh, <laughs> I was watching some matches and, like, just some highlights from matches. I don't want to take a spear from Chigusa. That, no. <laughs> um, we'll talk more about another spear lady. Uh, Lexi Steele will actually do an interview with her next week. Uh, so join us for that. Uh, it was a really awesome interview. We already recorded it, but you're going to love that interview. It'll be on next, uh, next Tuesday at 1045 here and on our podcast apps. But Chikusa, man, whoo, they hurt. Yeah. But right now, here's our next, who's going up against Chikusa? Angelina Love. Angelina Love, one half of one of my favorite heel factions of all time. The beautiful people. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch her and Velvet Sky as the beautiful people in Impact Wrestling, or back when it was still uh, total nonstop action wrestling, check it out. They were heels, and they knew how to get heat. They just drove everybody insane. But on top of just being one half of a tag team champ or a, a dominant tag team and a dominant faction, she's also a multi-time knockouts champion, yeah, tag champion, but also a ring of honor champion. And she has tons of women's championships 
to her name. So a lot of people look at her and they might write her off right away at first glance. But this lady um, was part of that TNA knockouts group that included many other women on this list. So I don't really want to say their names just yet, but they were part of the, the, and I think they had a big part to do with when TNA was getting really popular back in the, the, you know, mid two thousands era. And it wasn't just because of the men, it was because of this knockouts division and several of those women are on this list. So um, we'll yeah. wait to talk about yeah. that. Because because that knockouts division wasn't just knockouts as in they looked good. They were good wrestlers. That yeah. was a big key yeah. to that. Um, yeah. like, knockout a, meant they could knock you out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I really think that's why WWE started to get and focus more on the wrestling with their women was because of the TNA knockouts division. Mm-hmm. But our next match, and, the, and get excited for it because I'm excited to see who goes over, Chigusa or Angelina Love. Uh, that's that's going to be fun see who – who pulls out the win on that? Now, the next one, <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. Alundra Blaze. So I'm sure we're going to get some comments on this because, um, you know, Alundra Blaze or, or Medusa, and Medusa yeah. actually stood, stood for Made in the USA. That's you know, what her thing was. But the thing is, she wasn't born in the United States. So this is one of those technicality ones. Um, she's actually Italian. She was born in Italy. Yeah. You know, her name is actually Alundra. Is it Alundra Maselli? Yes, that's her real name, Alundra Maselli. Yeah. Or Medusa Maselli. Yeah. She, I mean, she wrestled under Medusa yeah. Maselli, but yeah. Um, but again, just one of these women who was a pioneer. She was wrestling back in a time where there wasn't a lot of women's wrestlers on TV. But you know, she was a great ring worker, a great storyteller. She was successful everywhere she went. Um, she had the infamous um, trash can incident where she dropped the the women's the WWE women's title into a trash can on Monday night WCW Monday Nitro. She had some of the best women matches women's matches in WWE history, and she you know go look up her versus Bull Nakano for in WWE. And those two women put it on each other. And those are, it's an excellent, excellent match. So she deserves, you watch that match and you'll be like, okay, she's on this list. But she's on the international side because she was born in Italy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We, we, like we said, we did our research. We made sure we picked them. Oh, here's a fun one. This one, this was one of the ones I picked out that I got excited about. Um, Tiffany. Tiffany from AAA. So she's a multi-time winner of the Reina de Reinas championship. So um, I believe that means queen of Queens championship. I'm like 99% sure. And if I'm wrong, somebody please let me know. (laughs) Um, But she, she won that, that championship. I'm going to say like three times, three or four times for AAA. And if anybody knows that's an, you know, a woman's tournament, you've had excellent winners in that you've had Thunder Rosa, I believe has won it. Uh, Taya Valkyries won it. Um, Tiffany has won it. So her work outside of the U.S., she's never wrestled for WWE. She's never wrestled, you know, in the United States. It's all been CMLL or AAA. But still one of the greatest in-ring workers, you know, and she's a, she's a female luchador. You know, it's uh, – I think I wrote it down here is 
nope, I didn't write it down here how to say female luchador. So <laughs> <laughs> my notes aren't as great as I thought. But, you know, she, she was in AAA for a majority of career. She jumped over to CMLL just recently, or not recently, but like 2010. But again, she won that tournament multiple times. Um, go back and watch some of her matches, and you'll be thoroughly impressed. Yeah, it's, she is high impact. Again, very good in the Lucha style. That's, that's the thing that impressed me is she's very technical and uh, very, to me, the Lucha, I'm always impressed with the Lucha style. Um, more people that can do it, the more impressed I get. But with her, she just makes it look easy. Um, really enjoy really enjoy watching Tiffany. So that matchup you're going to see, you're going to get a chance to vote for Alondra Blaze or Tiffany. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I know who I'm voting for, but that's uh, just because I love Lucha, man. It's my favorite. So the next matchup, oh, here's a good one. Manami Toyota. Ooh. So she's known for, for working with All Japan Pro Wrestling, and but she's considered one of the greatest female wrestlers of all time, if not one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, um, regardless of gender. Uh, you know, she's had 10 five-star matches in her career. You know, like they, they rate matches one star through five stars or like half a star through five stars. She's had 10 of them in her career, which is pretty amazing. Um, I think maybe Kenny Omega has that many or, or more. Uh, you she know. may have more than Kenny Omega. I don't know if he's yeah. got... And, and I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek because I really don't rate matches five stars. I look and go, oh, that was a great match. But, you know, for the fact that, you know, a woman has been able to do that and have matches that were of that caliber, you know, that says something right there. Um, and that's not that women can't. It's just they were – she was given the opportunity to and she was able to deliver. Um, yeah. You know, so anybody being able to do that is amazing. Um, well, sure and not... something to say about a five-star <laughs> match – the guys that give the match ratings and the five-star and all that, it's five stars based mm. across the board, men or women. It's not, there's this, there's this critique for women and this set of standards for men. It's five stars across the board. Um, same, same things. So she is, like, that is amazing to me to have 10 five-star matches. That's really cool. Now we'll go to our next one. We've got Manami Toyota, and then she is going up against, ooh, this, this is my pick, I think, Joe, to possibly win it all. You ready? Yeah. Thunder Rosa. Ah, uh, Thunder Rosa. Um, again, I didn't really know uh, much about her. She's somebody who kind of came onto the scene with Lucha Underground as uh let's see if i have her her character with lucha underground here i do not it's like cobra or something um but i'm gonna go well, i'm gonna go back and actually watch a lot of lucha underground just yeah. to refresh my memory because that was such a great show for the short time mm -hmm. it was on but she started at lucha underground and just recently she became tna champion and just has been able to make that tna women's championship no, not elevate it and, and make it more meaningful, even though right now I believe Serena Deeb is a champion. 
for NWA. Yeah, NWA. Yeah. And eventually, I'm pretty sure Thunder Rosa will see her, you know, with the AEW Women's Championship. You know, they're building up a a good feud with her and Britt Baker. But Thunder Rosa um, is just solid in the ring. Very technical, very, um, you know, very strong in the ring, very good, solid with her strikes. And very seldom do you see her have a bad match. Um, she might work a little stiff for some people's, uh, for some people's taste, but you know when you know there's a match with Thunder Rosa, it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be very technical. There's going to be submissions. There's going to be some like a mix of everything. She's an all around worker, and I'm a I'm a fan. You know, just just started getting into her work, but I'm, I'm a big fan of of what she does and how hard she works. And she owns a wrestling school or she runs a wrestling school out in Texas and is very big on giving back to her, um, to her students and the community. Yeah. So, yeah. I like she, it for that too. <laughs> like you said, she's young and at one point had eight titles all at once. Yeah. Um, that's, and, and that's in this picture. And that's not that long ago. Uh, I think now she has seven instead of eight. So, and soon we'll get the AEW and she'll have eight again. Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, and that means, too, she's going around and traveling around and wrestling other places. Like, she's not just I, – I, I'm constantly on Facebook seeing her name popping up in this indie competition or over here in this, in, in this show with this company, with that company. Um, and I think that's one of the coolest things with being with – NWA is she can wrestle wherever she wants to and she's getting a lot of she's doing the work um so I'm really impressed with her now and again that's ooh, oh man I may be wrong though because it's her versus Manami Toyota oh we oh why did we have to go and do it this way Joe why couldn't we just put her up against the cape cupcake Okay, (laughs) this next one for the next match is Becky Lynch, the man. The man. The new mom. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Becky Lynch, what what do you have to say? She's one of the four horsewomen. She, um, you know, uh, wrestled in in Europe before she came to the WWE. And another person who's an all-around wrestler. She, She has great matches with pretty much whoever you put them in the ring with. Um, she's dealt with horrible gimmicks. Like you can always go back and watch her dancing the Irish jig or the river dance in the ring yep. and with a big plastic smile on her face. But she's one of those people who's grunt. She's a grinder. She's worked her tail off. The whole man gimmick was one of those things where it was completely organic. It yep. wasn't like, Hey, WWE said, Oh, let's make Becky Lynch. This it was Becky Lynch had an opportunity, sees that opportunity and connects with the fans has great matches. Um, you know, she's uh, solid in the ring, solid on the mic. And, you know, outside of Nia Jax breaking her nose, which, again, she should thank Nia Jax for that because the whole bloody thing where she's standing there, like, come and get some, um, that whole thing helped spark and make, you know, elevate Becky Lynch and her character. And, um, yeah, to me, she she's one of my favorites, not just because she's wrestling currently, but you know, I, I feel like she's a total package, you know, multi-time women's champion. Um, I don't think she ever won the NXT championship. 
but she's always had great matches. Yeah, she's one of my tops. Um, but we'll see who she goes against. Will she be able to beat out and go far against, ooh, probably. Sexy Star. All right. Sexy Star, this is going to be controversial for, for some people because of um, the incident with Rosemary. But you have to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. She is, you know, she's the first women, the first female to hold a major heavyweight title in a male-dominated company. She won the heavyweight championship in um, Lucha Underground. You know, before Tessa Blanchard beat uh, Brian Cage in Impact, there was Sexy Star, you know, winning the title in Lucha Underground. And she also won, like, their, um, oh, what was it called? The, not Golden Gods. The um, Something of the Gods gimmick. Yeah. And I just forgot what it's called. So, <laughs> I'm doing horrible tonight. But, yeah. Mistake with Rosemary. But she's somebody who, um, you know, if she didn't have the ability, I doubt they would have let her, um, you know, they would have put the title on her. So you have to give her that for, you know, for the greatness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I watched her a lot in Lucha Underground, and I loved her in Lucha Underground. Now I know the controversy that comes up, um, but I'm just going to say this right now. For me, controversy that happens in a person's life is, I mean, it's something you got to take into consideration. But when I'm looking at a character or a, a wrestler in the ring, you put aside a lot of that stuff. Because um, let's be honest, we probably don't agree with and probably wouldn't be good friends with 90% of the wrestlers out there. Maybe we would, but at least 50%. There are wrestlers that we would, if you met them in person, but they're a jerk, they're, they're terrible, <laughs> don't like them at all. But when they get in the ring, they're a different person. And, yep. or they're, they're a heel or a bad guy and have to be, they, they're being a jerk works. And you're like, oh, I like them even more because they're such a jerk. Um, and then you go have coffee with them. You're like, I hate this person. So putting all aside that, I think it is important. Like Joe said, give credit where credit's due. Um, and she is really phenomenal. She is a great wrestler and, uh, that's just a good job. Okay. So it'll be Becky Lynch versus sexy star. The next matchup is going to be, Ooh, Asuka. Asuka. Um, Asuka is, you know, when she came over to WWE, um, people said that she actually could be the best wrestler in the company. Not the best female wrestler in the company, but even at NXT, she was, they said she was the best wrestler in all of WWE. Um, she's been a tag team champion in Japan. She's been a women's champion in Japan. She's uh, the longest reigning NXT champion, women's yeah. champion, I believe, at like 300 and something days. And one of the longest reigning WWE women's champions ever. And always having a solid match, whether she's a, a babyface, whether she's a heel. Um, she She's entertaining as well as the fact that when she's in the ring, like she has that believability. You know, yeah. when she kicked you, you know, it looks like it looks like it hurts, you know. And just all around, she's another one of those people who's a total package. Like, what can you say other than 
you know, the promos might not be great, but, you know, English isn't her first language. But outside of promos, anything else that has to do with her and wrestling is, um, is you know, definitely she's a top-tier talent. Well, and I'm going to say this, Joe. Personally, I think her promos are amazing. She may not be able to say a lot, but because of her energy and the fact that she knows she's not great with English. Yeah. She says just little quips here and there and sticks it but then when she goes into yelling in japanese oh dude i don't know what she's saying but i'm prepared <laughs> for whoever she's talking to um right she is she's awesome and the other thing too is not only was she under not only was she the women's champion for so long in nxt she was undefeated in nxt she hadn't lost a match until and I don't remember, did she lose the match to give the belt over, or did she just drop the belt and leave? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't remember, because it may have been she was undefeated and never lost a match in NXT, which yeah. is phenomenal. Like, that's amazing. Um, and it was believable. That's the other key. Uh, yeah. So let's see who she's facing, and let's see if she goes undefeated again, if uh, she repeats her NXT career. <laughs> uh, maybe not. Aja Kong. Oh, Aja Kong. Wow. Um, she's, she's kind of the irresistible force slash immovable object of, you know, Japanese women's wrestling. I mean – she had the red and blue war paint. She exuded strength. She dominated the women's wrestling circuit for years in Japan and just racked up titles. Uh, like she's one of the highest esteemed uh, women's wrestlers in all of Japan. Um, and look up, you know, again, look up matches with her and Bull Nakano, and you're going to see some just incredibly physical, um, hard hitting matches and you know you will not be disappointed and you'll definitely know why she's on this list if you've never heard of her before yes um and didn't she just recently make an appearance on aew yes was that her and um Sheeta just went at yeah. it right yeah yeah so uh she's getting getting more uh credibility oh man she's just good the next one, next matchup, Gail Kim. Oh, what can you say about Gail Kim? Uh, one of uh, uh, and people probably think like, oh, isn't she American? No, she's actually she's Canadian. Um, so that's why she's on the international brand. Um, amazing wrestler, you know, a definite Hall of Famer for Impact or you know be awesome if WWE would put her in the Hall of Fame, even though I don't feel like WWE really gave her the long-term chance and opportunity she, she deserved. But I'll say this. Her and Awesome Kong have one of the best feuds in Impact history. You know, some of the best TV, some of the best um, matches you're going to see between those two ladies. So – Another thing to go back and look, if you, if you don't remember, you know, Awesome Kong and Gail Kim, 
that was another, those are two more building blocks of that knockouts division back in the, um, you know, the early to, to mid 2000s. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. She's, she is awesome. She's, uh, like you said, she's part of that knockout group that yep. really knocked it out um, and kind of brought women wrestling up. And she's going up against another Canadian, Trish Strat. <laughs> Oh man, Trish Stratus, WWE Hall of Famer, multi-time women's, you know, women's championship. Had one of the two of the the best feuds, maybe three of the best feuds I can remember. Um, her and Lita obviously had an amazing had amazing feuds. She had uh, the Mickey James feud, uh, yep. one of the the most the craziest, weirdest, coolest. Um, storylines they ran was uh mickey is her like fanatic fan yes you know? yeah just her stalker almost that was crazy and then um just the physicality that victoria and her of her and victoria's matches were incredibly physical when victoria first showed up on the scene and um trish status overcame all of those women all of those wwe you know hall of famers or should be hall of famers in order to have um, the career she had, multi-time women's champion. And she still comes back. And when she comes back, she gets in the ring and she still looks like a million bucks. Not just yeah. appearance-wise, but work-wise too. Still, you know, she still got it as a crowd will chant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, she's one, when she comes back for uh, any of the Royal Rumbles, I get excited when she gets in the ring. Because you know you're going to see some some good matches. Uh, or not but good wrestling. And, and another thing that make of her greatness, she started out as a valet and that's what WWE really wanted her to be. But she was somebody who's like, no, I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. I, I'm passionate about this. I want to do this. And she worked her tail off every day. She'd get in the ring at every city they were, um, they were traveling to. And she learned to wrestle on the road. You know, there was no PC set. Yeah. yeah. Trent performance center back then. So, that's one of those things where you look at and you're like, man, she earned every inch of her hall of fame and, and her, she earned every inch of that career. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it'll be interesting to see because she, she worked hard in WWE and was around, around the same time, a little bit before, but as Gail Kim over in impact. So let's see which of those two Gail Kim in her impact career versus Trish Stratus in her WWE career. That'll be an interesting matchup. Our next one is Emma. Emma, she's one of those incredibly underrated performers. She was given the goofy kind of airheaded bubbly gimmick in WWE, which I won't lie. I, I thought was awesome, but she was also a very talented wrestler who, when given the opportunity to show her skills, you know, she, her versus Paige for the NXT title is a great match. It's a standalone match, which will show you her ability. And now she's moved on to like Ring of Honor. You know, she's going by Tennille Dashwood now instead of Emma. And she's still having, you know, great matches. And she's yeah. one of the NXT original women to come from the NXT uh, program. And um, I don't know. It's it's 
tough to say because WWE didn't really let her shine with wrestling. But if you can find her matches and you go watch her as Tennille Dashwood and watch her matches, you'll see she has an amazing amount of talent. Yeah. Yeah. And she is going up against, and this is one of my favorites, and one you've mentioned already several times. I apologize. I put a Y on there. Bull Nakanano or Naka, Nakano. Say, say it right, Joe. Correct me. I, I, I'm pretty sure I've heard it said Bull Nakano so many okay. times, but if that's, uh, if that's wrong, please somebody correct me because I don't want to mess up people's names. Um, Bull Nakano, again, another women's wrestler. Um, her matches with Alundra Blaze when she was in the WWE were amazing. Her work in Japan speaks for itself. You know, another multi-time champion. And, um, you know, look up the cage match between Aja Kong and Bull Nakano. And it was Nakano, like, does a leg drop from the top of the cage. Not the top rope, but does a top of the cage leg drop. Yeah. And that's commitment. That alone is greatness um, because there's no way I'm even going to think about doing a leg drop off the top of a steel cage. Um, yeah, no. So we've talked about her a lot in all these different rivalries, but you know, again, just the name Bull Nakano. If you don't know it now, you do go yeah. look it up and go look at the cage match with her and Aja Kong. And look at the hair. I mean, you can't. Yes, the oh. trademark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trademark flat top, kid and play style. Yeah. Well, yeah. and here's there's something to say too. When one person's name is used several times in reference of this person's greatest match was against this person, and this person's greatest match was against that same person, this obviously there is something to be said about her with all of that. And something else, Joe, before we dive in, and I know we're cutting our time, so before we dive into the American side of show, one of the things I want to point out, you and I have talked about this uh, off air not only were these women, especially over in Japan and even down in Mexico, already doing cage matches and ladder matches, mm -hmm. but they're doing barbed wire matches. And yeah, way before in America, they were doing in the women's evolution, doing any of this stuff of cage matches and all of that. These women have been doing this for a while. Um, yeah. It is, it is intense. It's really cool going back and watching because when was the uh the cage match for bull nakano do you remember mm, no okay oh my gosh no i couldn't tell you the year um but i want to say it's the 90s okay yeah so back in the 90s they're doing cage matches and doing them well really really well um that's that's just awesome all right, real quick before we go over to the American side, here is, here are the matchups for the international side. We've got them all right here. First is Paige versus Natalia. Then you've got Chigusa versus Angelina Love. Then you have Alondra Blaze versus Tiffany. Manami Toyota versus Thunder Rosa. Becca Lynch, or Becca, Becky Lynch <laughs> versus Sexy Star. Asuka versus Aja Kong, Gail Kim versus Trish Stratus, Emma versus Bull Nakano. Did I say that right? Let's hope. 
Okay. Um, and I will tell you real quick before we dive into the American side, the Manami Toyota versus Thunder Rosa and Asuka versus Aja Kong are the two matchups that probably I'm the most excited for to see who ends up pulling out those, yeah. pulling out of those. Um, actually, you very well could out of, out of either of those matchups have the greatest female wrestler of all time win this tournament from those matchups. Or it could be anybody, so you never know. Yeah. Now we're going to go to the American side. And one thing we're going to do here, we're going to mention a little bit and talk a little bit about them, but not as much because most of these wrestlers you know a lot about. A lot of the international yeah. you may not have known very well, so we wanted to give you more insight. So we're going to go kind of quickly through the American side. First yeah. one on the American side, Beth Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Beth Phoenix, you know, uh, you can't really say Mrs. Edge, even though they're married and they have a family. She, the Glamazon, you know, she brought in, um, she came in when, you know, WWE was still models. You know, there's more models than there were wrestlers. And she started bringing that wrestling back yeah. to WWE. You know, she was physical. She was tough. She um, was able to show you that, you know, a woman could get in the ring and be muscular and, um, and hang, you know, and, and have great matches again. Yeah. So, well, and you know, Beth Phoenix was, you know, at the very beginning of the roots of the women's evolution. Yeah. Uh, some would say she was the start of the women's evolution, but depends on who you ask, who you talk to. Yeah. Um, but next, up against Beth Phoenix, from around the same era, Mickey James, or as some people oh, like, or Kiki yeah. James. Kiki James, yeah, um, the chick kick. You know, uh, her greatest rivalry was with Trish Stratus and the whole, um, you know, being Trish Stratus's stalker, being her her crazy fan who um, just wanted to, to have a relationship with her. Like, that whole storyline was um, don't let your kids watch it because it's inappropriate for kids. But it was great TV. It was very well done. It was um, – you, you really felt like she was a crazy fan when she first came on the scene. But then from there, TNA, Impact. She's been a women's champion everywhere. You know, Hall yeah. of Famer and uh, just all-around great wrestler and nice person. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And a country singer. Yes. Yeah. So her versus Beth Phoenix, that will be a fun one. Next, yeah. we have going a little more old school, Sable. Sable. Some people are going to say, what, why Sable? Um, well, she was, again, she came in when, when women were just supposed to be valets. It was Rena, uh, you know, she came in as the valet for Mark Merrow. And you had, like, Marlena, who was there. You had um, Sonny, who was there. Like, that was her job. And she was able to transition that into wrestling, actually, into getting into the ring. She was a huge part of the Attitude Era. Um, she did a lot of, you know, revealing stuff. But yeah. outside of that, she was able to become a wrestler and, um, I, you know, and become, you know, a champion, a women's champion in an era when women weren't giving much of an opportunity other than, you know, walk around in your underwear. She was able to get in a ring and kick butt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was, she was good. I, not my favorite. She powerbombed her husband. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Which every woman wants to be able to do sometime. She's going up against 
Victoria. Oh my gosh. Victoria, the you know the the Black Widow, you know Widow's Peak. She um her finisher for one was unique. You know she did that like kind of gory stretch neck breaker thing. You know it was the first time I had ever seen it. But she was so physical, so tough. Um you know she did her comedy, she did everything. She could either be like the crazy super psycho chick or just kind of she brought a lot of comedy but always you know between the ropes bell to bell super solid worker and very um you know very fun to watch you know to watch perform she was and still is you know a, an attraction and then you know a TNA, went to tna as tara and, and kicked butt over there as well yeah yeah that's that's one thing i've enjoyed about her was her versatility yes. uh, so that's the word i was looking for what <laughs> versatility that's the word i was i was trying to think of as i was talking <laughs> uh her versus sable will be a fun one now here's yeah. one that a lot of people think might top the list and could be a possible winner for this whole thing lita lita um what can you say trained in mexico came to the u.s again she started out as sa rios's uh valet doing the moonsault doing the ranas but again you know, a, a great champion, a great performer in the ring, you know, part of Team Extreme with the Hardy Boys. She was a huge part of that Attitude Era. Yeah. And um, the fact that she was willing to get in the ring and, and work with the guys and work just as hard as the guys and do the matches. And, you know, her and Trish Stratus main event in Monday Night Raw, you know, for the for the women's title. Like, yeah. that should say a lot about her, you know, her ability and her place you know, as far as greatness is concerned. Exactly. I, and I think the that in one match that I still go back to was her match in ECW. It was, I think it was a triple threat match. But it was, and it was with her, and I believe she was teaming with Edge at the time. Mm. But it was... It was all out. It was extreme rules. It was, I mean, it was rough. It was, but she hung in there and she took bumps. She, she took chair shots. It was amazing. It was really cool. Now let's yeah. see who she goes up against. All right. She goes up against the boss, Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. And some people are going to be surprised that some of the current women's wrestlers are in there as, you know, the greatest of all time, but you know, how do you deny what Sasha Banks is able to do in the ring? You know, her through her physical ability, through her ability to connect as a fans as a as a babyface, or her ability to emit to evoke boos from the crowd and have the crowd, you know, boo her and hate her so much. Like look at her work with Bailey and her rivalry yeah. with Bailey in NXT when Bailey um I mean just taking the headband off of the uh the um the Bailey girl, Bailey buddy, little girl who is there all the time. And yeah, like that right there is Hall of Fame heel, you know, heel work, you know? Yeah. So again, super solid worker, in my opinion, takes a few too many chances with her body in the ring, but she's still going to give you the best match of the night, no matter where she's at on the card. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I'll say this, uh, what Joe was saying any of these ladies that we did that are younger are going to be Hall of Famer. Like they've already had Hall of Fame careers at this point in their career. 
Yeah. Uh, they're just waiting for them to retire. So that's basically. So, but her versus Lita, that'll be a fun match. Ooh, this next one, Joe. China. China, the ninth wonder of the world. Um, granted, the things that she's probably most known for are being a founding member of DX, um, winning the Intercontinental title three times, beating Jeff Jarrett. Um, so maybe a lot of the stuff she did as a woman wrestler, you know, kind of blends over to the men's side. But she was still a woman doing these things. Yeah. And she was the women's champion. You know, so she has her place, you know, amongst, you know, among the greats. You know, she should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Because what she was able to do as a woman, you know, competing against the men, being the first woman in the Royal Rumble, you know, she's definitely a Hall of Famer and should be considered one of the greatest. Yeah. And, and again proved and and there are especially in the international side tons of women that went out and proved this she was able to do it in wwe which is hard that she yeah. is just as great as any of the guys out there yep um so now she is going up against whoo sensational sherry oh man um when i was growing up all i knew sherry as was a manager she was Macho Man's manager, and I hated her so much when she was uh, the Macho King's manager. Um, I didn't like her as, as Rick Martel's man. Like, she's an amazing heel. But before being a manager, she was a wrestler. And she actually is one of the people who helped break in Alundra Blaze into the business and, like, basically beat her up every single night until um, she, you know, for her to learn the ropes. But yeah. go back and look up her matches. Like sensational Sherry, scary Sherry, as uh, we would call her, was an amazing women's wrestler before she became an amazing manager and one of the greatest managers of all time. Yeah, she's she's one of the foundational women wrestlers. Um, yes, that set set it for a lot of these women to get into wrestling. So, her versus China that'll be a fun one. Next, we have another young gun. Bailey. Bailey. Um, what can you say? Another member of the four horsewomen. You know, um her the the hugger work that she did in you know as the hugger and NXT was so great. And then WWE, she you know, she had a good run and kind of floundered, but now right now she's white hot as a heel. She's annoying. She is just like ah, oh, she drives you crazy with her current character. But another person that once that bell rings you're going to get a great match. Yes. It's going to be technical. It's going to be hard hitting with, if she's the baby faced, Oh man, she's going to sell and be dying. And, and she knows how to work the crowd. Another person who understands, you know, what it takes to get the crowd to either love you or hate you. And, you know, even though she's been, she hasn't been around super, super long, still dessert, you know, has her place up there with, you know, the, the great women wrestlers of the, you know, of all time. All right. Well, she is going up against my major crush in wrestling. Awesome Kong. Oh, man. Awesome Kong. Um, again, go look up her and Gail Kim's work together in Impact. Um, she's another one of those, those women who, like, you, you think about Impact. Angelina Love. Awesome Kong. Gail Kim. Um, someone else I'm drawing a blank on their name. But Angelina, okay. But that division at that point in time was 
amazing and a lot of it had to do with these women and um and awesome kong again went in there kicked butt took names and unfortunately didn't work out too much in wwe yeah but she definitely deserves to be up there with one of the greats because she was a force she was um to put on a great match and the size difference between her and gail kim and the the quality matches they had is amazing well and the big thing is a pretty good actress too yeah yeah really good actress and when she came to WWE, the thing that gotten like the reason she had to quit was because she got pregnant. So it wasn't even because she was doing amazing work. Um, oh, what was her name in WWE? Oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, you know. I had a sign though because a uh, buddy of ours, Ace, which we're hoping to get on the show one day. Ace and I went to a show in Knoxville when we were in college and uh, she was there and I held up a sign, will you marry me, uh, when she came out and then she announced she was pregnant. So, uh, with her husband's baby. So that was awkward all the way around, but it was fun. Um, she went by Karma. What? Karma, yes. Karma in WWE. Awesome yeah. Karma. She's, she's probably... My favorite, I don't think she will win at all, but out of the American side, she's my favorite American wrestler. Um, just got a soft spot for her. Next up, and her versus Bailey will be a fun one. See who pulls out that one. Next up, this is one late entry, Joe and I were going back and forth. Molly Holly, um, foundational yeah. wrestler, and she's going in the Hall of Fame this year. Um, we figured we should probably give her some love. Um, well, yeah, just that she, she's going to the hall of fame, every single, uh, wrestler who, who had a chance to be in the ring with her, who worked with her during that era has nothing but great things to say about her. Um, another very versatile, you know, let's go ahead and use that word now that we remember it. Another very versatile wrestler in the sense of she played the, um, the kind of naive, you know, baby face, you know, like I'm just a good guy. And then she even went all the way over to being, you know, the vicious heel. And in between, she was a superhero sidekick for a little bit with a hurricane. Um, so incredibly versatile, always had good matches. And another person who um, never, like, luckily never suffered a major injury, you know, while they were wrestling. And, you know, she had a very good career, very solid career. And she's and one of those people who was able to walk away from her career and speak fondly of WWE and WWE speaks fondly of her because there was no like craziness just because, you know, everybody loved her. So, yeah, you know, wrestling skill, Hall of Famer, and just, you know, the fact that in the locker room, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and she is going against, ooh, Wendy Richter. Oh, let's go 1980s WrestleMania, Wendy Richter. Yeah. Um, what do you say? You know, she, she was a big part of, of wrestling in the 80s, you know, the rock and wrestling that they were doing. Um, she wrestled Fabulous Moolah in 1984, which, you know, drew incredible ratings for, for women's wrestling or just for wrestling in general in that era. And, you know, a former AWA, former WWC, former WWE or WWF women's champion. 
and just a huge part of you know of the 80s and rock and rustling and Cindy Lauper and Hulkster and all of that stuff she was right in the middle of it you know yeah. carrying the flag for women's wrestling yeah so her her versus Molly Holly is going to be a fun one yeah. uh, and again 80s nostalgia all that and if you were upset that uh Fabulous Moolah didn't get in you can vote for her as Fabulous Moolah there you go um <laughs> next up yeah. we got Charlotte Flair the queen what yeah. you know what can you say like people it, it cracks me up to see people complaining that like oh uh, she's getting another title shot well in my opinion you know Charlotte Flair is the the bar which all other female wrestlers should be <laughs> measured against cuz she is a total package she can cut a good heel promo she can cut a good babyface promo and she's one of the most athletic women in the division and even though she's flair's daughter in WWE raw they always bring in rick flair and nxt when she was cutting her teeth rick flair was never there other than the one match when she wrestled natalia and they brought in brett and they brought in rick outside of that she earned everything on her own you know and uh, how many times has she won the belt now like 12 times 12 time yeah. women's champion. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, she's a standard bearer for women's, uh, for women's wrestling, or at least in the WWE for women's wrestling. Oh yeah. She's good. She's one of my favorites. I love whenever she goes off top rope. Um, but let's see if she go off the top rope up against Leilani Kai. Ooh. So some people might not know who Leilani Kai is again, another, person from the 80s another woman who wrestled for wwe in the 80s she is a former wwf champion women's champion and again a big part of that rock and wrestling era and i believe she lost the belt at the first wrestlemania let me yeah she um she lost the belt at the very first wrestlemania i believe to wendy richter so Again, another one of these foundational women who we might not know about, but if you go back and watch their work, you'll see how valuable they are to the sport yeah. of professional wrestling and, and especially women's wrestling. Oh, yeah. All right. So her versus Charlotte Flair, that'll be a fun one. And then the next one, Luna. Oh, my gosh. Vashon. Vashon, sorry. Yeah. Luna Vashon, uh, one of the craziest most outlandish characters there was her and bam bam bigelow had some some really entertaining segments together her um, promos were always way over the top um you know her dad's uh, mad dog vashon you know another old school wrestler but she is one who um had this gimmick you know outside the ring you know she had size of her head were shaved she was super out there but when it came to you know once the matches started just another person who could have a very solid, very entertaining match. She knew how to be a bad guy. She knew how to make people not like her. And, um, you know, definitely, you know, one of the greats as far as heels are concerned. Awesome. I, I, so much so that you liked her. What? <laughs> she was such a good heel that you started liking her. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to go yeah. watch her stuff. She's not one that I knew. Joe's, Joe said, We've got to put her on the list. So I said, okay, I trust you, Joe. And she goes up against 
someone who has a tournament named after them herself? <laughs> May Young. May Young. Um, do we need to say anything about May Young? Like, she, you know, unfortunately, you know, stuff came out about her past, but we're not talking about their past or who they were outside of wrestling. Um, in wrestling, one of the longest um, active female wrestlers in the world, like up, like over 65 years, she was involved in the wrestling business. Yeah. I mean, heck, in her 70s, she was um, getting mad at professional wrestlers when they were supposed to hit her. Like, I remember, I think she slapped Bob, Bob Hawley because he didn't hit her hard enough in the ring. You know, yeah. he, he held back and didn't make it look good enough. And she was willing to take power bombs from the Dudley boys. Like, and th this is at, in her old age, you know, in her 60s and 70s doing this stuff, you know, whereas throughout her career, she's just an amazing women's wrestler, you know, women's champion, been around, you know, 65 years, just the longevity alone. And the fact that she was willing to let herself be put through tables by Devon and, and Bubba Ray that you know that says enough right there without having to just go into her her entire history yeah oh yeah um and she's she is what i call always called the betty white of wrestling um betty white golden girl but she is i'm saying her name right right joe what betty white yeah yeah she's all of no here's what i'm saying even in her old age, she's still doing great comedy. She's still a part of every like she is yeah. very active, even as she's gotten older. May Young was the exact same way. Um, still coming out. She did some comedy stuff, but she was even letting slaps out in her eighties. Yeah, because uh, I remember. Didn't she slap the Big Show? Yeah. Oh man, I still remember, and she slapped hard. She didn't, she didn't hold back, um, but that's going to be a fun one. Uh, Mae Young is a top competitor in my book. But again, on the American side, you've got Beth Phoenix versus Mickey James. Uh, then you've got Sable versus Victoria, Lita versus Sasha Banks, China versus Sensational Sherry, Bailey versus Awesome Kong, Molly Holly versus Wendy Richter, Charlotte Flair versus Lilani Khan. Or Lalani K, sorry. And I said that wrong. Kai. Lalani Kai. Yep. Uh, yeah. Lana Vachan. Vachan. Luna Vachan. Vachan. I can't read my own handwriting versus <laughs> Mae Young. Um, it's going to be awesome. This I'm excited to see who turns out. We will put up after this. It may take me a second to put it all together in the graphics. But we'll have the uh, the final bracket all put together for you so you can see it. And starting tomorrow, um, I'm not right at midnight because it's almost midnight now. But at least by midnight, by the time Joe's midnight hits, we will have up the first voting. Um, and you'll get to vote for Paige versus Natalia and Beth Phoenix, Phoenix versus Mitchie James. Sorry, it's getting late. Hit my, hit my limit right there. Um, and I will say this, I'm excited about this because we got to talk a lot of, about a lot of great women um, and a lot of great women wrestlers. But one of the things Joe and I were talking about as we prepared this was one of the things you see in all these women wrestlers is 
their resilience and how hard they worked to get where they were and they didn't give up they didn't quit fighting they didn't even when things got tough in certain situations they kept pushing through and they would push the limits like joe said even with sasha banks in order to be noticed and to be viewed as a a uh, main eventer over even some of the guys she has to put her body on the line she's got to go through all of that in order to to do that and we started thinking about it and there is one lady from the bible there are several of them but one lady that stuck out to us and when we come to our faith segment we wanted to focus today on a woman from the bible who just was resilient and pushed through and stayed strong even when life got tough and the lady we talked about and we're going to talk about today real quick uh, is ruth ruth joe what do you know about ruth <clears throat> well ruth her husband passed away and i believe um yeah her and her mother-in-law both ended up widows yeah fight yeah they both ended up widows no men to take care of them because back in that day like you had to have a, a husband or a son or some male in your family to be able to take care of you and they didn't have that but ruth just um you know went to the fields to start gathering grain and just did what she had to do to survive and, and started i don't know if she was i can't remember if she was working in the fields or if she just went and started collecting because i know back then they had um shoot i can't remember what it's called where they would leave the outside edge for the um alien for yeah the aliens widows orphans and yeah levite yeah and she was going and gathering grain and as she was doing that um boaz oh no boaz yeah. yes Woo boaz um took favor on her and made sure his people like were leaving enough grain for her to um you know, for her to be able to feed her and her mom, but eventually, you know, Boaz takes a liking to her, ends up marrying her, and, you know, so on and so forth. But there's more to it that you can flesh out. Yeah, yeah check, read Ruth, but what Joe said, the bigger part of this, like, there's also the incredibleness of this story is what, how it starts off is Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, has two sons and both of them get married and then the two sons and naomi's husband all die um they don't say how but they all die around the same time and so ruth and naomi says to ruth and the other daughter-in-law you guys can go back because they were actually from a different country you guys can go back to your hometown go back to your hometown i'll go back to mine and i'll die an old, old widow and uh the one the one sister-in-law said okay because if she goes back home she can go back home and everything will be good but this sister but ruth says no i'm gonna stay i am going to be with you no matter what and goes with naomi back and so not only are they both widows but ruth is in a country that is not her own so she's now an alien and if you know anything about israel and jewish culture they don't do well with aliens um they're not really highly accepted so she's with ruth and or ruth's with naomi sorry and trying to help naomi out and as she's helping naomi out 
they come to the realization they've got no food. So she goes out and like you said, goes around and picks up whatever is left. Basically the, the scraps of the wheat gathers that up and Boaz takes a liking to her and tells his servants, leave some. And then there becomes an issue where another guy puts in his bid or puts in like his word for wanting to marry Ruth and Ruth is in love with Boaz. And it's a, if you want to read a story with your wife and be like, Hey, here's a story that you would love. It's on Hallmark almost. Um, it's basically a Hallmark story. It's really cool. But for me, the, the catch is, is Ruth pushed through no matter what, like she was resilient. And in the end, things worked out for her. Um, Boaz, the other guy says, you know what? You can keep her. I, I, I don't want her, um, which sounds terrible, but Boaz gets to marry Ruth and he's wealthy. He's rich. He's royalty and everyone's happy and lives happily ever after. Two things here. First off, when we have, whether you're a man or a woman, there are going to be times in life when it's going to get hard. Um, especially when you follow Christ, it's going to be really hard. And I think what we need to do is take the same attitude Ruth does in Ruth chapter one, uh, verse 16. Ruth says this to, to Naomi after she's told her, you go back, you go back to your home, to your gods, return back, do what you do. And Ruth said this, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die and there will I be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also if anything but death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. And I think as men and women of Christ, those that follow Christ, that should be what we say to Christ no matter what. Nothing is going to keep me from following you. I'm going to go wherever you go. I'm going to do whatever you do. I'm going to live for you no matter what. No matter how hard things get. And the thing for Ruth is things got tougher and tougher. And life was really crappy for a little bit of time. They probably were on the, the verge of possibly dying because they had no food. And Ruth goes out and gathers wheat. She pushes through. Now, here's the difference. Ruth's, Ruth's reward in the end is a great husband. Our reward in the end is even greater. If we push through and keep following Christ and have this hope, even in the tough times, we have hope in Christ that we have been given this gift of forgiveness and this gift of eternal life because of that forgiveness. But we have to push through. Um, in the story with Ruth, if Ruth decides, no, I'm done with this, I ain't doing this, she doesn't get the guy in the end. Um, I know that sounds okay, whatever, but she would have gone off and probably would have become a slave back in her home country um, and would have had to do all that stuff just to be able to survive as a, as a woman back then, as a widow. Now she gets to be married to somebody, she gets to take care of her mother-in-law still, and she lives in wealth. For us, we get to live with Christ for eternity. It's going to be so great. But we have to keep pushing. We can't just quit. We have to work through it. Um, there's a song I put up 
I don't know if you got a chance to watch it yet, Joe. There are a lot of people out there that are suffering. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone through some stuff recently. Uh, my dad actually just had a stroke a couple weeks ago. And life has been tough. It was hard being far away from my dad. But I've got a hope. And in this video, this music video I put up um, by Hurley, or Holvey, sorry, and uh, Lecrae, it talks about having hope in God, no matter how much life gets tough. They had people that have gone through really tough situations, and they talked about they wouldn't have it any other way because all the stuff that they went through drew them closer and closer to God. And because they had God, those tough situations weren't as tough. And they were able to get through because they had the hand of God there with them. Um, I want to say this today, whether you are a man or a woman listening to this, if you're struggling, if you need somebody and you need that hope, God is there. Um, And if you want to know more about this, please talk to, reach out to us. Um, we would love to talk to you about this. We would love to tell you more about the love of Christ and the hope that you can have and the peace you can have in Christ. Um, if you need to, you can get us on Facebook, message us, um, get us on Instagram, Twitter at Faith Family Wrestling, or you can even email us at faithfamilywrestling at gmail.com. Uh, please, we are here for you. If you have prayer requests, if you need someone just to talk to, reach out to us. We're here. That's what we're here for. We love talking wrestling, but our mission is to tell you about Christ and to love on you all and to be there for you. Joe, you got anything else to add tonight, man? Um, no, I, I, you hit it on the head. You know, we're, we do this because, I mean, we love what we talk about. We love wrestling. We love our families. We love um, God. But also, if there's anything we can do that are going to be able to, to help you guys any way we can help you guys, um, be it prayer or, you know, giving you someone to talk to or vent to feel free to reach out. Like we will respond. We have done it before. And um, that's what we do. You know, we're, we're servants of the Lord and, and if we can help, we will help. So um, that's, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, also uh, Rich Abbott in the comments just mentioned that there's a zoom Bible study that talks about the Bible and talks about wrestling as well. Um, reach out to Rich. For that, uh, Joe and I are actually, we're, we've been talking with Rich a little bit. He's a really cool guy, and he's got a wrestling, Christian wrestling ministry up here in uh, Indiana, uh, just a couple, about an hour away from me. So uh, we're working some stuff out, and hopefully we'll have him on here and be able to talk some more with him. But if you want more on that, you can either reach out to Rich or reach out to us, and we will get you connected with Rich. Um, but all that, we just want to say thank you for joining us um join in the conversation in the comments below um but also yeah indianapolis area also we want you to check out this uh, greatest female wrestler all-time tournament join in on that vote every day uh let's make this really big we want to see this really grow the other thing too is next week join us because we have an awesome interview with a uh, up-and-coming indie star uh, female wrestler Lexi Steele. Check her out. Uh, also, go and check all her stuff out. First time ever wrestling and all that. But we're going to have her on next week. Uh, we'll premiere that video and we will go ahead and have it on our podcast. So enjoy that. 
other than that, we want you guys to remember in your passion for your family and your passion for wrestling, as those things go strong, make sure that nothing overcomes and comes in front of your passion for God. Let your faith stand strong in first. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Peace.